Welcome to Black Nonchalant Podcast. I'm your host, Darren D. Thank you for listening. Black Nonchalant Podcast is brought to you by Prism Sports Technology, making the game of football safer for athletes. Black Nonchalant Podcast is also brought to you by King Cologne, guaranteed to keep the ladies smiling and give you the confidence of a king. Black Nonchalant, coming up next. I want to start this interview by saying thank you because you've contributed so much to hip hop and influenced so many musicians and you've always been an advocate for the black community, always bringing such passion to everything that you do. And in my opinion, you're the greatest ever in hip hop. How did you manage to create such an impact? Take me through that process. I just try to speak about things that affect me and about things that affect our community. Mm -hmm. And I try to do it from a viewpoint of the watcher. Sometimes I'm the watcher, sometimes I'm the participant. And sometimes it's just allegories or fables that um, have a moral or have a a theme, underlying theme to do it. You know, like my inspiration for writing music is like uh, Don McLean when he did American Pie and he did Mm -hmm. Vincent, Um, like Shakespeare when he does his things. Um, like deep stories, you know, like Mm -hmm. raw human needs. Lorraine Hasbury, with Raisin in the Sun. Mm -hmm. I want to do that to my music. That's how I like to do it. Marvin Gaye, you know? Mm -hmm. You mentioned Marvin Gaye. He, like you, also made, uh, let's call it political music example, his hit entitled What's Going On back in 1971. Bob Marley also made freedom music. Uh, You being an advocate for the black and brown people, what do you think is the most important area of concern today to start and advance our position in this white man's world? I think that what we need to do as a community is start um, taking control back of our communities. You know, I understand it's always going to be drug dealing. I understand it's always going to be violence, but we just need to regulate it so that we can at least have like a peaceful zone we can all be cool, you know, mm-hmm. or else we're going to all die. We're going to all be destroyed because soon um, the government is going to make the young black male and the young Hispanic male the prime target of their uh, all their resources and all their jail sentences and all their powerful weapons and technology will be the enemy. So unless we stop it now, regulate it, we're going to end up crashing against a wall. Now, taking it back to Music Tupac, I think we both can agree music is a powerful thing and it's the universal language, right? But it could also be dangerous, especially as a recording artist. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Every album, if you go backwards, people are just getting turned on to me. If you go backwards and you listen to the other albums I've put out, Mm -hmm. it was a prophecy. This album, Me Against the World, was made before I went to jail, before I got shot. And all I'm talking about is going to jail and getting shot. Mm-hmm. So it was a prophecy. So when the album comes out, then you hear about what's really going on in my real life. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't have to say I'm keeping it real. You can listen to the music and go, whoa. You know what I mean? He said that. If I die tonight, mm-hmm. he said that. Um, and I'm law where I said some dudes in a mask coming to shoot me. I, I said it, you know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and um, it ain't easy. I'm talking about being in jail. 
I mean, I said all of these things and then it happened. Um, I admire how courageous you are. Uh, fear doesn't seem to intimidate you. The way you carry yourself, the passion in which you convey your feelings. Am I off in sensing that lack of fear in you or do you feel like you have a target on your back? We just gotta be smarter and sharper or they're gonna start taking away each and every person that steps forward to do anything positive for the community. So that's why you be wondering why everybody wanna live a negative lifestyle. It's safer. And the community don't support us when we do step out and take bullets for y'all. Like I mentioned earlier, I believe you're the best hip hop artist to put pen to pad. Your impact is immortal. And I wanna know what, what separates the greats and the others in the game. What do you think it is? What I want people to know is that don't, don't support the phonies, support the real. You know what I mean? How can these people be talking about how they so real and they don't care about our communities? How can they be talking about what they all this, you know, the hood, blah, 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 blah. They don't care about our communities. You know what I mean? Listen to the words that people say in their lyrics and tell me if that's some real, sh if that's real to you. You know what I mean? Listen to what they saying. Don't just bob your head to the beat. Peep the game. This is kind of a random question, but over the last three to five years, very prominent and influential people have been losing job opportunities, being dropped from endorsements, having to publicly apologize to the masses via Twitter. Uh, quickly, how do you feel about cancel culture? I don't care if don't nobody never support me no more. I'm doing this for self, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? But I'm saying is that uh, measure a man by his actions fully from the beginning to the end. Don't take a piece out of my life or, or a song out of my music and say this is what I'm about because you know better than that. And if you it's been a pleasure sitting with you, Tupac, feeling your energy. Now, before we conclude this interview, can you bless us? a few bars please you picture my prophecy stress in the city the cops on top of me the projects is full of bullets though bodies is dropping they ain't no stopping me constantly moving while making millions witnessing killings leaving dead bodies in abandoned buildings can't reach the children because they illin addicted to killing and the appeal of the cat pillin without feeling but where they last so be blasted hard-headed bastard maybe he'll listen in this casket now how they shot me Straight up, I just kept thinking, they really did shoot me. I really did believe at one point, up until I got shot, that no black person would ever shoot me. I was their representative. I believe that, um, you know, I, I didn't have to fear my own community. You know, I was like, um, I represent them. I'm their ambassador to the world. They would never harm me. They would never rob me. They would never do me wrong. But 